we receive Apostle Aroma this evening, this morning, as he comes to minister to us the word of God to bless us, to bless us, to bless us. Yes, continue preaching, continue clapping hands. Yes, welcome him. Yes, in the name of Jesus. If you are still here, shout hallelujah. Someone is going to receive a miracle from God. And those of you that are under the tent outside in the overflow, you are a part of what God is going to do. Now, if you are in the tent outside, can you shout, Amen, Amen? Did you hear that? Those of you outside in the tent, if you are still with me, say, Amen. Ah, they are full of life. Sometime during the course of my ministration, I'm going to visit you there so that we can have our own discussion <laughs> in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for the opportunity to stand on the ground of Zimbabwe, prophetess and apostles and all the fathers of the body of Christ in this land I bring salutations to you from Nigeria in Jesus name. Please you may be seated you may be seated you sit for 30 minutes I want to pass a quick message into your spirit then we will take a moment to pray. If you came with your Bible, please turn. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Turn to the book of Psalms 50. And as much as possible, just lend me your ears. I plead with you. To lend me your ears for the next 30 minutes. I have a message for you. Psalms 50 verse 5. The Bible says, Gather my saints together unto me. Those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Gather my saints unto me. You will think that when God said, gather my saints unto me, you will think he was referring to everyone that is a believer in Jesus Christ. So he had to clarify the quality of individuals that he is calling in that clarion call. It says the quality of individuals that I want to summon are those that have a commitment, a 
covenant with me that makes them deliberately and intentionally sacrifice. If you are still with me, say amen. amen. I know you did not get that scripture. I will add another scripture. In the New Testament, the Bible speaking to us in the book of 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, reveals that we are lively stones built up into a spiritual house. Are you there with me? First Peter, I want to read it before I begin to explain. First Peter chapter 2, verse 5. It says, Ye also, as lively stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable unto God by Jesus Christ. So the, the, the priesthood that God is desiring that we should set up, the call of the believer to the initiative of priesthood requires that we should offer up spiritual sacrifices unto God. Stay with me. It is not every sacrifice that is acceptable in the eyes of God. But every sacrifice that is prompted by Christ, that is demanded by Christ Jesus, is acceptable in the sight of God. And the Bible reveals that the basis of our priesthood is in the spiritual sacrifices that we offer. That is the reason for which God has set up a priesthood in the new covenant. If you study your Bible, you will find one word. One word that the average believer thinks it is relegated completely to the Old Testament. That's the word called altar. New Testament saints are likely to challenge that terminology in the landscape of the New Covenant, especially if you do not study your Bible in detail. Because when you go to the book of Hebrews chapter 13 verse 10, the Bible reveals a New Testament context that we have an altar. The subject of altars is not just an Old Testament or New Testament subject because there are altars also established in the heavens. Now, you see, in order to understand the altars that are established in the heavens, we will need to understand the altars that are established by God in the earth. Our ancestors, namely men like Abraham, the Bible revealed that they built altars and pitched tents. That means the altars in their lives were permanent, the tents were temporary. But today we build tents and we pitch altars. The, the configuration of our lives have shifted. And the reason for the emphasis that I want to bring tonight is a quick recovery of the configuration of the life of the average believer on the continent of Africa. God is calling us into the 
priesthood of altars. Every territory where witchcraft gains dominance and shapes the destinies of lands and of nations, it is through the technology that is hidden in the administration of altars. So, in the book of Psalms, chapter 50, verse 5, where I read, God is saying, gather unto me. Gather my saints unto me. Not everyone, not just the guys that God born again, but the ones that have made a covenant unto me by sacrifice. Those are the ones that practice the activity of altars in offering up spiritual sacrifices unto God. Those are the guys that have the understanding of how to move the hand of God. Those are the guys that understand the technology of how to create earthly permission for heavenly interference. Now stay with me for the next 45 minutes. I'd like to challenge you with the scriptures because this is a ground of prayer. All our activities, you notice our worship was prayer. The preaching was prayer. And prayer is also prayer. That's how we have been mixing all kinds of, it's a concoction that we are trying to develop tonight. And I intend to bring a little piece to add to the full pot of concussion to create an explosive that will do damage to the kingdom of darkness. <laughs> if you are still with me, say amen. <laughs> if you go to the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 26, the vision that God conceived in his heart about man was revealed. And if we still subscribe to the principle of biblical interpretation of the law of first mention, Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 is a verse of scripture worthy of contemplation. The Bible says, let us make man in our own image and after our own likeness and let them have dominion. Then he mentions the scope of the dominion of man. He mentions the aquatic realm. He mentions the atmospheric realm. He mentions the terrestrial realm. Stay with me. Are you with me? Now listen. In the entire enterprise of creation, you will notice every creature that God created was created after its kind. We find that pattern again and again. But when Project Man was conceived, man was going to be the only creature that was not created after its kind because man was created after the God kind to possess God qualities, God capacities. For instance, are you with me? Are you with me? Now, my, my concern tonight it's not really what it means for, for man to function in the image of God. My concern tonight is not what it means for man to function in the likeness of God. My concern is that when man, the reason for which man was created in the image and the likeness of God is so that he can have dominion. 
If you read the Hebrew word for dominion in that text, it actually suggests uh, capabilities to establish a sovereign state. You know, the Bible is not capable of private interpretation because it has one author and many writers. And that's why the principle of witness is critical in stepping into the thoughts of God and understanding the mind of God. So just in case your interpretation of a certain scripture cannot find support from another scripture or three scriptures or two scriptures as the case may be, that your thought about that scripture is not accurate. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So in view of the above, I need to bring a scripture to support my claim before I can continue uh, in my journey. Uh, Psalms 115, verse number 16. Are you still with me? Okay, just stay with me. Psalms 115, verse 16. Psalms 115, verse 16 is a royal decree. And I need to explain to us what it means when I say royal decree. First of all, God does not rule by brute strength. He rules by exercising his authority. So his rulership is on the basis of decrees. Are you with me? The first time words were used in the Bible was not for communication, but for creation. Because God was altering things according to his authority and the things that he utters now comes to pass. When you hear the scripture say, God is not a man that he should lie, neither is he the son of man that he should repent. You know, the religious translation of that scripture is that God is modest, God is a God of integrity, God is holy, even though he has the ability to lie because of his holiness, he doesn't lie. Because of his modesty, he decides to define his boundaries. You are not, that's not the interpretation of that scripture. The Bible is saying that God dwells in a realm that commands a certain kind of energy level such that if he says something, that thing which he says will become true. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Okay, you don't understand. You see, when, 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 hey, hey, calm down. Don't be excited. Just listen. Listen. Forget about that excitement. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm trying to introduce a technology to you. And it's not for excitement. It is so that you can practice a certain spiritual discipline that will afford you the opportunity to move the hand of God. Is that clear? Now, are you still there? Okay. You know, when Jesus walked this world, children came to him. In fact, he says, suffer the children to come unto me because the kingdom of God is for such as this. Huh? So Jesus was approachable. Jesus was humorous. Jesus was friendly. But Jesus never cracked a joke in the entire Bible. You know why? Because if Jesus says, oh, see, this, your head is big, oh, then your head will become big. Because <laughs> he cannot lie. You see, you are not with me. He is in an energy level. If he says it, that thing we are. Uh, imagine what 
God calls big. That's how your head will become. That's why he doesn't use words the way we do. Are you with me? The scripture I read to you in the book of Psalms 115 verse 16 is a royal decree. Proclaimed by God. And anytime God speaks, his words become law. And he himself becomes subject to the things he has said. So he cannot speak carelessly. He says the heaven. Even the heavens. Referring to the dead heavens. Are the Lord's. That scripture is a scriptural jurisdiction. But the earth has it given unto the sons of men. That's jurisdiction. Are you still with me? Oh my God, you are not following me. It means that if God comes to intervene on earthly affairs without an invitation, he is guilty of compromising territorial integrity. He has given us the earth. The sons of men are the ones that are supposed to operate the earth. Are you there? So the, the extent to which this is what makes an altar significant because of this royal decree. And I can show you so many scriptures in the Bible that supports this royal decree. How that by an act of God's will he has willed it to man. It's, it, it, man will determine the influences that can operate within the earth realm. So by definition, an altar is an embassy. It's a place where entrance into our sovereign territory is going to be negotiated. And I need to show if you need I, I need to show you a few scriptures to help our understanding. You will need to negotiate. Before I came to Zimbabwe, we had back and forth, back and forth with the immigration, and then they approved our coming into the land. Are you there? If we come into the land any other way apart from the authority of the immigration of Zimbabwe, um Many wrong things can happen. So that's the kind of thing that happens when you decide to set up an altar. What you are doing is that you are setting up an embassy where you can create earthly permission for heavenly interference. And I need to show you a few scriptures quickly so that you understand what I'm talking about. If you go to the book of Matthew chapter 18 verse 18 and 19, you are going to see Two spiritual laws, two spiritual possibilities that Jesus reveals. Who is there with me? Matthew chapter 18, verse number 18. Matthew 18, 18. It says, Verily I say unto you, who whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you shall lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth. Now listen. The first instance is individual. The second instance is corporate. But that's not even the emphasis I'm trying to make here. The emphasis I'm trying to make, stay with me. 
is that what makes these two laws possible is that the practitioners of the laws must be on earth. And that earth will need to initiate initiate the process of securing the involvement of heaven. You are not with me. I want to show you the laws in that scripture. I don't, I'm not attempting to go deeply into the scripture to analyze it and explain it. I'm just showing you some things that are very, very um, 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 available for you to see even at face value assessment. It says, whatsoever you shall bind where? On earth. It shall be bound in heaven. The first thing I want to draw your attention to is the earth-heaven linkage. And in the earth-heaven linkage, the earth will need to take the initiative to involve heaven. If the earth decides not to take the initiative, it means they don't want to operate the embassy. Heaven is going to be quiet. The resources, the potential, the grace, the capacity, the anointing, everything is in heaven. And it will interest you to know that heaven doesn't need it. It's earth that needs it. But earth will need to make a, a deliberate and intentional move to secure the commitment of heaven so that heaven's superfluous resources can flow into the earth realm. That's an altar. If the earth refuses to negotiate with heaven, the resources that heaven has will not pour into the earth. So it is possible for us to run an individual altar. It's also possible for us to run a national altar. But you see, a corporate altar, a national altar, an altar that is in your secular space. You are running a business and you say, every time it is one o'clock, you shut down, we are going to pray here. If you continue that practice for a long time, eh, I'm going to show you the consequence of that. It is only Christians that go to sell things in the market and they go to sell without power. Witches sell with power. They get charms and talismans to, to sell their... You, you would think that trade is just buying and selling, talking. Just like you would think that uh, politics is um, um, voter card and polling boots. It's about um, census and polling. It means you don't understand the dynamics of things. The spirit realm is used to marginalize the natural realm. That's where the game of altars play out. And if you don't understand the game of altars, even now where you sit, you are a victim. Because if you decide not to operate an altar, your cousins and your relatives have already brought altars to the family and you are not aware. It is your, there are altars that is manipulating your life. And the day you grow up, the first thing you realize is that you need to set up an altar that will guarantee your actualization. If you are still with me, say amen. amen. Oh, my dad was an intellectual. And he, he had scholarship to study in the United States of America, in Georgia. So he was a scholar. He was prim. He was proper. He, he, he had the best handwriting. To my knowledge, he had the best handwriting I ever saw anyone had. He was so thorough. Even when he came back and we came from school and presented the best results in our classes, he never told us well done. He said, no, your, 
your the educational system you are making these grades in is nothing to, to reckon with. We studied with the best. I don't know how to tell you well done under this circumstance. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, we were the best. But you know what? Someone went and brought altars to our family. That was when all the certificates we gathered from all the schools around the world counted for nothing. People began to die like a pack of cards. And we were not unbelievers. In fact, my father was a priest. Every morning we wake up and say, God our Father, deliver us, save us from trouble, save our property. Any day, are you there? After praying that prayer, that we steal from us. And then tomorrow morning we start to say, Father, God of all flesh, Father of all spirits. We'll pray something, pray about something in the morning. The opposite will happen in the night. What's going on here? We were religious people. We were church people. But terrible things happened to us. It was when I, because when my dad now died, and I said, I'm going in search, search of Jesus and I will never come back until I find him. Just, just counted that one of, I told my mom, counted that one of your sons have died. Because I will not return until I find Jesus. We don't know Jesus. We are just religious people using his name. Hallelujah. So I went away. And I set up an altar. And I will tell you my story. What I want to share today is my story, my testimony. Are you with me? Okay. He said, if two of you shall agree on earth, the earth must take the initiative to exploit the earth-heaven linkage. The resources of heaven will not be available if the earth doesn't take the initiative to open the doors of negotiation. An altar is an embassy. To create earthly permission for what? For heavenly interference. Now that you know this, I need to show you how to set up an altar. If you are going to set up an altar, you are going to collocate the power of 12 laws. There are 12 spiritual laws that you are going to collocate if you are setting up an altar. In fact, listen to me, listen to me. If you are not ready to be consistent, don't even start. Because if you start, if you start, demons will know that you have started creating resistance. In fact, demons will attack you to ensure that you don't tend the altar. Because they know the potential it is going to produce if you decide to keep at it. So you are, you, you, you. <laughs> are you with me? Okay, the first law of altars is that every altar must have a human covenant attendant. Every altar must have what? 
a human covenant attendant. The, the reason why I call him a covenant attendant is because he has a deal with God. He's doing that. The reason why he has set up the altar is because he's saying, God, I want you in my space. I want you in my environment. I want you to do your business in my life. Do your business around my life. Do your business with my life. Come into my space. Swallow up my insufficiency. Bring your all sufficiency into my space. Let me become anything you want me to be. That will please you. Are you, are, are you with me? Now, if you have not yet come to the knowledge of your insufficiency, you will not be interested in issues of altars. If your insufficiency has ever stared you in the face, just like it stared me in the face when my great father died. For the first time, I felt hopelessness. For the first time, it was as if my covering was lifted. I was like an orphan in the wilderness. And the God that I was calling, I did not know him enough for me to know how to use his hand to fight my battle. So I went in search of God and with my scripture. Are you still with me? Then I decided that when I closed from work, because I, I started working then. When I closed from work, I closed, I'll get home by five. I'm going to the mountain. I go to the mountain, I come back by 11, by 10, and I will not stop doing it until I see Jesus. Are you with me? Now, so the earth has taken an initiative. We want to see Jesus. The moment you begin to do that, are you there? Oh. The moment the human attendant comes and begins to attend to the altar, begins to attend to the altar, you see, God is a king. The fact that you are crying does not mean you will come. He's not motivated by your tears. Neither is he motivated by, your, okay, you, you bring your pocket and show him how that you are devoid of one dollar. The moment you begin to press on that altar, what God does is that he does his calendar like this. And then he says, okay, if she continues until October 7th, 2024, I will give her what she's looking for. I know you, you, don't, you don't think that's biblical. Now, the moment you start registering the fact that you are serious, what God does is that he gives you an appointment. When Jesus rose from the dead, he came to the apostles by appointment. He didn't have a physical location where they could visit him anymore. Oh my God, you are not with me. You are not here. You are not here. I, okay. Oh Jesus. Okay, okay, okay. Come, let's go. Let's start with Matthew chapter. Who is, who is with me? If you are here, say amen. Okay. Um, it will surprise you to know that Jesus do you still remember when he rose from the dead and uh, Mary Magdalene wanted to talk he said no no you, you hold on 
I need to do what? I need to ascend to my father. How many times did Jesus ascend after he rose from the dead? Okay. You don't want to answer me. So let me leave you. I wanted to take you on a journey, but maybe not for now. Come with me. Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28, verse 16. Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. So this one appointment. So when he comes and encounters them, he will now give them a schedule of appointment for the next meeting. He will give them the location. He will give them the place. Jesus will never give them time. I will show you from the Bible. And I can show you at least seven appointments he had with them when he rose from the dead. The reason Jesus, this, the reason Jesus, not the one on the cross, I'm talking about the one that rose from the dead. He meets people by appointment. Are you there? Anytime Jesus schedules an appointment with you, it is because there is breaking news in heaven that will affect the scale and scope of things that he has called you to do. So he comes to give you an update. Now, if I press this scripture that I just opened, you are going to see the update that Jesus came to bring to them that will influence their mission. This mountain of, of Galilee that Jesus appointed for them to wait for him. And Galilee is in the north. Say, so, go to the north. You need to see the distances they have to travel to keep appointments with, with Jesus. And he will give them place. Are you there? Give them location. You will never give them time. I will show you another one. Because when you begin to register the presence of your altar, God schedules an appointment with you. The appointment is an appointment that you are not even aware of. There's no timing. Okay. Come again, come. Jump with me. Can we go to Luke chapter 24? I'll show you another appointment. Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24. Are you there? Luke chapter 24. Okay. Let's do 45. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behoved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. 49. And behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem. Is this not an appointment? Oh, you are not with me. Zimbabwe! Are you still awake? He said, I want to give you the promise of my father, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem. Why are they supposed to tarry? 
Because in the appointments that Jesus gives, he gives location. He doesn't give date. He doesn't give time. So what covers for date and time is tarry ye. Please help me tell your neighbor, tarry ye. Now, so when you set up an altar, you don't know the date or the time where God will encounter you. God looks at his calendar and says, well, GUC has been praying. Okay. If it continues till October the 7th, 2024, um, I will meet him. So, you see, Satan is not aware of the appointment date, but Satan knows that somewhere along the line, if you continue the process, you are going to hit God. And when you hit God, your stature, your capacity will change, your perspective will change, then a journey begins. Every encounter initiates a journey with God. So Satan knows that if this guy should begin to commence his travels on spiritual pathway, just like Abraham that was called, called from his father's house, to go to a place where God never gave him an address. Now, if you are in that situation, you will know that you cannot quarrel with God because if you quarrel with God, he will leave you in the wilderness. There's no map that will take you to the place he wants you to go. And it's in that place that he will make you a great nation. Are you with me? Abraham is a prototype of what God wants to do in the life of every believer. And if God sends Abraham on a most on a journey, If God could send Abraham on a trip without giving him the address of where he was going, who told you that you know where you are going? <laughs> it is your work of obedience that will open other rooms of spiritual travels. And every one of us is going to walk on spiritual pathways just like Abraham had to walk on spiritual pathways to arrive at his inheritance. All of us will navigate through spiritual pathways. Ways that will be revealed by God and the passcode for these disclosures is obedience to God, the last command. Now, so when you set up an altar, what God is expecting is that you will tarry until and he doesn't give you date. He doesn't give you time. So when I went by zeal, and I said that I'm not going to come back until I encounter God, and God gives me answers, I will never come back. I thought it was a joke. I started fasting first month with prayers. Sometimes five hours, six hours prayers on the mountain. First month, second month, third month, fourth month, fifth. When I was almost discouraged, Jinan came and said, I can see that you are praying. That's what he told me. I, I said, what, what, what are we doing here? I've been praying since January. When you show up, you now tell me that you can see. You know, we were not trained. We were not discipled in this matter. I did not know that God had set a date of our appointment. And he knew that I was becoming weary because he was not talking. 
So he came and told me that, see, young man, the reason why I'm not talking is not because I don't, I don't know how to talk. The reason why I'm not talking is because you have not reached where I want you to reach. So I just spoke to you so that you will know that I am seeing you. I am I take note of what you are doing, but you have not arrived where I want you to arrive. Now listen to me, listen to me. If you want to do business with God, be serious. He doesn't have time for people that, <laughs> that don't know what they are looking for. He doesn't have time. You're, trust me, trust me. Your life will not make any meaning. You will be fighting battles until you are old, until you are 94. One demon will hang there and keep turning you around. But instead of you to fulfill destiny, the demon will begin to beat a drum beat that will preoccupy you for your whole lifetime. If you want to go with God, be serious. Don't come and play games. That's why these days when you see people, no, that, no, no, forget about the clap of it. Just listen to me. It will be more profitable to you if you listen to me. You, when you find young people into immorality and they are trying to look for scriptures to, to back it, you don't know God. You don't know him. It took me 265 days of prayer and fasting for him to approve my appointment with him. Who is clapping? Oh. Well, I don't know who you are clapping for and I don't know if the clap will help you. 264 days 264, I counted it with the calendar. 264th day, when I came to put my suit down to go to the mountain to pray and then God released some angels in my room. I was detained from 5 p.m. in the evening to 3 a.m. the next day. That was where I started understanding the ministry of angels. That was where the Lord began to pour in the river of the gift of discernment of spirit into my spirit man to be able to discern angels and to receive communication from them. That was the beginning of my power ministry. I moved in power for five years. Then one day I now realized when I started this prayer, it was not angels I said I wanted to see. It was God. You see, when you start that prayer, God will begin to give you some alternatives. He will give you money and see how you will behave. Some of you, after you get that money, you will take off. You block all your lines. You are, you are in motion. You are, you are crazy. You are moving. If, if God doesn't help you, that money will crash you. Some of you will ask for anointing. He will give you the anointing. Because the reason why you are asking for the anointing is because you want to be the guy. Then he will drop some on your life. Then you will run with that for 12 years. It's until he allows Satan break your right leg. And you are in the hospital with plaster of Paris. That's when you realize that your problems began when he anointed you. 
I remembered after five years that it was not angels I was seeking. I was not seeking encounters with angels. I was not taught that before Jesus comes to encounter you, he will send angels first. That was supposed to be the initial part of the protocol of delivering the things that I was crying for. May you, may you not be shallow in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm, I'm speaking to sons of the kingdom. May you not be shallow in the name of Jesus. So after five years, I stopped all my preaching. I went back. I said, I'm sorry. It is not angels. It's you I was looking for. I began another prayer. This time it took me like two years. Before Jesus came to my room. And when he came to my room, because I was rehearsing the things I would tell him when he shows up. When he came, I forgot all those things. Because he was, he was, I was not the one that was supposed to be talking that day. He was the one that was supposed to be talking. That was when Jesus said to me, the youth, the youth, he was talking about the youth of Nigeria. He said, I should go in search of the youth. He spoke to me for nine seconds. The things Jesus told me for nine seconds is the meaning of 12 years of my life. Because I hopped from campus to campus, preaching to the youth, casting out devils. People get filled with the Holy Ghost. They get saved. I did that for 12 years because Jesus encountered me for nine seconds. I, I, you need to see my... I buy tickets in January. Those were the days of aero contractors. You can buy. I buy my tickets play, throughout the year. From campus to campus, I'm going to preach the gospel, going to win souls. We hold conferences, all kinds of stuff, crusades. I did that for 12 years. When I did it for eight years, some people called me and said I was a fool. That this campus thing you are doing, there's no money in it. You will finish it. When you are old, you will know that you, you wasted. But the one that spoke to me was Jesus. When you want to begin to attend to an altar, note, note this. The Lord will give you an appointment. An appointment that he will not disclose to you. To see if you are serious enough for him to transact with. Sometimes the appointment might require that you will labor for two years in that covenant. Satan will do everything to make you feel lonely, to make you feel defeated, to make you feel as if you are wasted. If you don't have the capacity, problems will begin to evolve just to make sure you don't keep your covenant with God. If you exalt your covenant with God, your time with God much more than anything that Satan can throw at you, then heaven will begin to take you seriously. And then an appointment will be scheduled. And if you can sustain your faithfulness until you hit the mark of that appointment, a new regime begins. Let me describe what happens thereafter. Genesis chapter 31 verse 13 is what happens when you collide with the day that God has appointed. Genesis 31 I will stop there. I told you there are 12 laws, but I give you two. Genesis 31, verse 13. 
this is God introducing himself to Jacob. He said, I am the God of Bethel. Where thou anointest a pillar and where thou vowest a vow unto me. Now, arise. Get thee out from this land and return to the land of thy kindred. When God showed up, God introduced himself as the one that he was praying to when he set up that altar. So he used a history that he had with Jacob to introduce his appearing. Do you know the meaning of that? It means that a supervising spirit of the altar that you have been tending has finally arrived. When you enter into this second season and the supervising spirit of your altar arrives, he doesn't come to you as a friend coming to crack jokes. He comes to you as a king. In the dealings that God deals with men, you, if you were in doubt, if God was a king, if you begin to deal with him, you will know he is. Notice that when he showed up on the altar of Jacob, he did not come with a suggestion. He did not come to negotiate with him. He just came and gave him instruction. It was the supervising spirit that told him, you strayed away from the place where your destiny is about to be planted. Meanwhile, that was a sharp guy. He was using his brain to calculate things, but the best he could do for himself was to stray away from his destiny. It was when the supervising spirit of his altar came. He came with instructions. And if you have not come to that point in your life where God bumps into your life to give you instructions, you are far away from being a strong man. You are a victim. When the supervising spirit of your altar comes, they will give you commandments on how you should spend your money. <laughs> it's when God begins to give you commandments that you actually have a God. Because the proof that you have a God is that in the time of trouble, he rises to your defense because there is something you share with him. Just like Peter. Peter says, silver and gold I do not have. But such as I have, I have something with Jesus. It's on the strength of that which I have with Jesus, I can sponsor this miracle. You rise up and walk. He had something with God. You see, transacting with God in the issue of an altar makes you a partaker of something sacred with God. And you can use that as a currency to pay for things. What do you have with God? In the day of trouble, what have you accumulated in his presence that you can withdraw from to meet a challenge that breaks out on you? Oh my God. When the supervising spirit of his altar came, he came to, to lead him back to the land of his kingdom. The guy was displaced. He had strayed. He had wandered out of alignment. But he was not aware. This is your mind that you used to study engineering in the University of Harare. Huh? As sharp as you are, you are dull in spiritual things. You will need guidance. If the supervising spirit of your altar does not come, 
you will stray. Even with your gifts, you will waste. The Bible says in the book of Acts, as I round up, there are 12 things, but I give you two. So the former three times have I made all Theophilus. Of all that Jesus began both to teach, to do and to teach unto the day in which he was taken up, after that he through the Holy Ghost and giving commandments unto the apostles that they have chosen. Jesus through the Holy Ghost gave commandments unto the apostles that he has chosen. So anyone that he chooses, he gives them commandments. If it is true that he, he has chosen you, he will give you commandments. If he has not chosen you, he will not give you You will not be running your life by auto run. Stop becoming careless and go and raise your altar. When you leave this place, say, tell God that I want to deal with you. Yes, you are a spirit. I want to know you. And the way I will know you is to discipline myself to keep my vow of commitment of offering sacrifice to me. Because the only thing spirits can understand is sacrifice. Anytime we become allergic to sacrifice, the kingdom of God will not advance in our time. God will wipe all of us out and raise our, our, our children. Has the supervising spirit of your altar come to you? I was in Manchester. Then someone called me and said, God spoke to him to give me a Mercedes Benz car. I just checked the price of the car when I came to, to Harare. 250,000 years old. Yes. While in Manchester, I was preparing for a meeting. And God said to me, that car will not reach your house. Send that car to this father. Send it to him. So the car did not reach my house. Today I was just seeing how, how the car is on I saw one, something popped up about Mrs. Ben's cars in, in Harare. So I was checking. I saw that car there. 250,000 dollars. I didn't drive it. Never. I sent it to the place where God said I should send it. Oh, many times I've gone to pray to him, pray to him, pray to him. And as I'm praying, then he now comes. He said, ask of me and I will do it. I said, I went to Europe the other time and I saw that a lot of children were autistic. Can you give me authority over autism? You know what he told me? Send this amount of money to that pastor. So I did that. I came the next day and said, I have obeyed what you said. I stayed there because I've obeyed. So I stayed. He didn't come. I, I went again. Then he now said, I will raise a cripple. I was in a meeting. He said, I will raise a cripple. So we now went for the meeting. But I, I was confused because I was asking him. I didn't say, give me power to raise people. 
I say give me power to authority to reverse office. He said, give this pastor this amount of money and I will raise the people. So I now went back and started thinking, praying in tongues and thinking of it. So the price he wanted me to pay was to pay this money, give this pastor. And then the sign that he has heard my prayer is that in the meeting where I'm preaching, I will raise the people. He raised five. So I know now that a day will come while I'm laboring on the streets of London, I will receive the authority to reverse all this. If this thing doesn't happen, I cannot die. Are you, are you following? Has the supervising spirit of your altar visited you? What did he tell you? That I like your hairstyle. It was not Jesus that you met. He said, Arise! Go back to the land of your kindred. You are lost. If you labor in this land, you will miss the heritage that has been ordained for you. Go. There is a place you need to stay in order for you to receive it. He never knew that until the supervising spirit of his altar showed up. I know many times I've been on the mic preaching like these people are hailing me. Meanwhile, he has left. Oh, when you start serving him like that, you will know how, how sensitive God is. One straight statement and he has gone. And when he leaves, he will still leave the anointing. You can still heal the sick. You can still do miracles if you want to. If you are wise. I was preaching on the crusade ground. Then I made a statement. Then he left. So I now knelt down. When I knelt down, they thought it was the anointing that had, had increased. So people now knelt down too. Meanwhile, I was begging him. You can't leave me here. You know, oh, I was trying to negotiate with him. Trying to negotiate with him. Then he now accepted and came back. And I stood up. People thought I was such a spiritual man. That was why in the midst of my, uh, my sermon, I could kneel. They didn't know that I was trying to solve a problem. A, pro a serious problem. If, if, if it's not God you seek, it is very easy for you to continue without him and the anointing will still be flowing. It's not the anointing I'm looking for. It's God I'm looking for. And I know when God leaves. Are you still with me? In order for you to keep that relationship of intimacy with God, you need to be fluent in the art of appeasement. Because, because, are you there? Because God can be irritated, not just, not just by sinful things, but by human things. Human. It's just a carnal thing. It's a thing of man. Especially when, you know, <laughs> something happens, you feel that you are right. Your wife too feels his She's right. It's the way of man to always claim that you are right. Jesus would have claimed his right and he wouldn't have died for us. Jesus most times is ready to let go his right in order to avert any form of offense. There are many dealings 
is on character. I said, but I didn't do wrong. He said, yes, you didn't do wrong. But this is not how me I treat you in such matter. Then you just die. There's no room for pride because it, it, it works on you. You are flat like a mat. Then when you go down that way, then he will raise you up by himself. He will advertise you by himself. If I see the, the reasons for which people have challenges, quarrels, these are things you can ignore. They are not big deals. Hallelujah. He will never allow you to have your way. He will never, never. So, okay, now I'm trying to. You have not met him. If you leave this place, go and set up your deal with him. And say, I will not stop until you come. Yes, I am a banker. But before I sleep, I will, I will deal with you. I will deal with you every day of my life. Every day. Every day. And that's how my apostolic ministry started. Jesus will come and send me. Say, go here. When you go there, it would trigger opposition. And in the height of the opposition, that's when I will come with power. And it will be clear to everyone that wants to observe that I am with you. I said, okay, why are you always sending me to places where there's trouble? Can't I have peace? Hallelujah. Now reminded me of when I was in 300 level when he told me, you will, you will, you will carry the spirit of Elijah. And then I, it was a prophecy that used to excite me. Spirit of Elijah. I didn't know that <laughs> he comes with trouble. But it's a, it's a joy to be in his service. Even if he recommends that yes, as we do this, we'll be cut off somewhere in the process. If our debt will serve his will, so be it. I don't hold too tightly to life. I've, I've gone beyond that point where I protect sin. What I live for now is to do his will. And that's why if I pray, he will answer. Because he knows I'm not praying to squander it on, on, on me. It's not because of me that I'm praying. Are you still with me? Alright. Now, you are going to stand up. Then we'll make two commitments to God. Because this is a prayer meeting. If you are still here, stand up. Stand up on your feet. Two commitments. Are you here? Two commitments. Two commitments with God. The first commitment that I want us to make. Are you with me? Whenever you are, the elders can sit, please. The elders, you are our elders. You can sit. You and your wives can sit. Let's, let's the rest of us stand. Now listen. Listen. First commitment. Adam modeled the principle of rebellion. And all the descendants of Adam are capable of only to rebel. Jesus modeled the principle of obedience. Obedience is a critical factor 
It's a critical factor in keeping your intimacy with God and in, in walking with God. The last time you heard God clearly was the last time you obeyed him. The moment you start disobeying God, there will be a problem with your hearing. Yes. Yes. You want to be accurate in the prophetic. You want to be alive every day in the spirit. Just obedience. Tell yourself that as long as I know it's God's will, I will, I will obey it. Can we make that commit, commitment to him? Yes. Make it by word of prayer. That Lord, as I leave the sixth edition of this prayer altar meeting, I am living with this commitment that I want to live a life of obedience to you. Are you there? Now listen, before you pray, hear me. Jesus ministered for three years, three and a half years. Right? When his father came to encounter him at John the Baptist, baptismal service, he said, this is my beloved son in whom I were pleased. That's the father's remark about Jesus. At that time, he came to be baptized. He was 30 years old. For 30 years, the summary of his life was that he lived to please God. He lived to obey God. He lived to obey his will. That's all he did for 30 years. And his teaching ministry was established on an obedience, obedience of three decades for ministry of three years. So he had 10 years of obedience to one year of teaching. We have 10 years of teaching to one year of obedience. And we want our teaching ministry to have the same authority that Jesus' ministry had. Can we pray and say, Lord, I have come with the intention to obey you. As long as I know your heart cry, as long as you su supply the grace, I want to obey you. Give me the ability to always obey you. Make that a prayer right now. Make that a prayer right now. This prayer is serious. It's a serious prayer. Ignore your neighbor and spend time praying this prayer point. As I leave this place, that's what I live with. To obey your voice. To obey your voice. Cry to him. 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 There will be miracles tonight. Don't, don't worry about miracles. Just worry about him. Worry about him. As long as I perceive what you want, as long as you make the grace available, I will obey you. 
Call upon his name. Call upon him. My sosilohim broskatalai. Nila grante curia brisco felamina halabatala. Embro momo siko sete barantoski. Remina haisela. Ibra mamamokorose. Rominaite skabonda. Bresco fali salabokoria priest. Mahando lebrosketo me galatosi. Lebrasketola babokotalia. Isko bremenelesi. Oh my God. Melobasia canteli. Rahaske tomenelo. Make it your prayer. Make it your prayer right now. Make it your prayer. Make it your prayer. In the name of Jesus. Second prayer point. Can we say, Lord, give me the capacity, the ability to stay on my altar until I crash into your times of appointment? Make it your prayer right now. Many of us have missed seasons. We have missed cycles. Our ministries were supposed to enter into another cycle because we could not stay to meet the appointment. We were demoted. Many strayed out of the discipline of the anointing that God committed to them. And all kinds of things began to take place. Give me the capacity to stay. I will stay. I will stay on my altar. I acknowledge the responsibility that follows attending to an altar. I will not break my vow. For the Lord says, gather unto me, my saints, such that have made a covenant unto me by sacrifice. He's looking for women that will sacrifice for men that will sacrifice sometimes it's a sacrifice of prayer sometimes it is prayer mixed with fasting sometimes it's giving huge insane amounts away because God spoke I will stay on the altar I will stay I will stay this time I will not allow the devil to cheat me out of my commitment. I was born for this. I will stay. I am a priest. This is my calling. This is my ordination. I will stay. 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 It doesn't matter the storm that the devil kindles. I will stay. I will stay. I will stay. Maraso seli manaite. Esko bresko fila mantali abrahalaita. Isosela makakoria. Ebrais kompeli kadala mansote. Iko bremi nasura bakatala. Yes, Lord, I receive strength to stay. 
I receive strength. I receive strength to stay. I receive strength to continue. To keep up. To keep up. To keep up. To keep up. I receive strength to mount my altars. To cut covenants with you in the spirit. I will stay on the altar. I will stay on the altar. Leso komine salita. Abrai kompana skedo bonda. Izaza leto kope makadea. Asi koprema salabonda. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Oh, spend my life, Lord. I'll take Kenya for you. Take my life. Take my life, oh God. I'll take Nigeria for you. Spend my life, spend my life, oh God. I'll take Africa for you. Ask him to spend you. Spend me. Spend me so that my generation can be delivered. Spend me so that my family can be set free. Spend me. Men spend money. But God spends men. Oh my God. Spend me. Spend me. If you need a man to go, I am willing. I am here. Send me. I am willing to go. I am willing. I am willing. I am willing. I am willing. Oh my God, present something on that altar. Let me be your sacrifice. Let me be the source of the incense that you smell, that is pleasing to your heart. That's why we came. We came to this altar in Zimbabwe. This altar that you have raised. That many more priests might be raised in different nations. Spend us. Spend us. We come willingly. Nobody forced us. It is of our own free will that we have come.
show you some signs that will make it clear to you that you can actually know the spirit realm as much as you know the natural realm. And for you, things will not happen accidentally. It's, a, it's an accidental. All of that is ruled out. Satan can't come today and say, okay, I'll kill you by 9 p.m. He's not giving up to me. In fact, he's not a factor in my life. Is a factor in my life is my faithfulness in tending that altar. Go kindle the storm, I will still be there. Send bombs, send as long as I can stand there. 
said, I, I can't stand them either. Are you with me? So, I will say in the name of Jesus, he will say, Amen. We'll do that by seven times. When you, when you say Amen, it, it gives me the ability to see into the realm of the spirit. You like clapping? Okay. Not, any, not every time. It's not as if it's 100% of the time. Maybe 40%. Sometimes 20%. Sometimes 70%. So we'll do that seven times, then I'll begin to pray for the sick. When I start praying for the sick, God will begin to move. Okay. You've clapped enough for one night, please. Alright. God will begin to move. And um, depending on how he moves, um, that is what will determine when I stop. Okay? And I will I promise the people outside that I will spend some time with them so I will go and spend some time with them. Oh, they are already excited. So, if I say the name of Jesus, my voice is not loud, but give a loud amen. In the name of Jesus! There's a woman here. Uh, now, now, if you clap again, I will, I will come down. If you clap again, I'll come down. I'm not here for myself. I'm here representing Jesus. Make it easy for me to be at peace with Jesus. Exactly. There's a woman here. This woman I'm talking about is kept on poison, kept on charms, on a spiritual material. And since she's kept on this spiritual material, there is something that moves on her right leg from her waist to her leg, to her feet. There's a movement from her waist to her feet, and it's on the right leg. Woman, if you are here, come to the front. The Lord has sent me to you. Can you stop that? Can you stop that? Please, stop that. Stop that, please. Is it possible? If it's possible, stop that clapping. We'll clap enough for one night. Now, I want to destroy that charm. I want to destroy that charm. It's okay. You have, you have you can stand up. I'm waiting for the other women. Okay? Stay with me. The Lord will take us step by step into mighty miracles this time. Mighty miracle. I'm still waiting for you. Listen to me. Listen to me. From what I see in the spirit, one of you standing here, they are draining blood from you. 
the one that they are draining blood from, the hand of God will come upon you and the yoke will break. One of you here, they are draining blood from you. They are draining blood from your body. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, three of you, your case is an emergency, your case is an emergency, your case is an emergency, and the Lord himself will begin to deliver you. The Lord himself will begin to deliver you. The hand of God becomes so strong. And one of you will feel the sensation of fire. One of you will feel the sensation of fire. The sensation of fire. Fire will engulf you. Fire will engulf you. Fire will engulf you. You will feel the sensation. Join up quickly. Join up quickly. destroy your power over them. I break the yoke. I release them from the captivity. Oh my God. A chain is breaking. A chain is breaking. A chain is breaking. It's breaking. It's breaking. It's breaking. Holy Ghost. is taking something from your body. He's taking something from your body. Take it. In the name of Jesus. And so, Father, I ask these ones that were charmed, I destroy the effect of that spiritual transaction. I destroy the effect of that spiritual transaction in the name of Jesus Christ. I release your people from the hold of the devil. I release your people from the hold of the devil in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now listen, listen, listen. One of you, one of you, your womb, I'm seeing your womb is tied. It's tied. The Lord will release your womb in 17 seconds. In 17 seconds, your womb will be released. In 17 seconds, you will feel it. 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 Yeah, it's coming out. It's coming out. It is coming out. It's coming out. Release her womb in the name of Jesus. The person is undergoing deliverance now as I'm talking. In, in the next, in the next 21 seconds, the hand of God will come upon that individual and it will come so strong. It will come so strong. Oh, it has already come. You will be healed in this meeting. So I arrest that spirit of darkness that is responsible for your affliction in the name of Jesus. Now, also somewhere there, you will find the person I'm talking about. Somewhere there. Yeah, somewhere there. Hey, show me a sign. 
Show me a sign. Show me a sign. Show me a sign. Show me a sign. Show me a sign. Show me a sign. And the spirit of death will, will be destroyed. Father, those ones that are dead, arrest them. 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 Holy Ghost. Move. Ushers, bring them. We need to do something here. We need to do something here. If 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 any of them fell close to you, please alert the ushers, or you yourself become an usher. Become an usher. Seven already. Three. In the name of Jesus. Uh, I don't know how to say this. There are some people in our midst tonight. You went to get power from the devil. Yes, yes. You went to get power from the devil. And the Lord has decided to show you mercy by delivering you. <laughs> Fire will come upon you. Fire. 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 Father, in the name of Jesus, these ones that have taught satanic power, Father, answer by fire, answer by fire, answer by fire, answer by fire. They went to look for power from the devil. Now I destroyed that demon. That one monitoring your life. That one that you touched. That one that you touched. I break his hold upon you. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Someone suffering from memory loss. Let your mind be restored to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I bind the demons that steal your thoughts. Peace. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. That's number six. Or I will do the last one. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. All right, I'm going to pray for the sick. Let me give you a few instructions. For those that need a miracle on their eyes. Remove your glasses, lay your hands on your eyes. Those that are crippled, you are crippled, yes. One of your ears, deaf, take this finger, put it in the deaf. The person that brought that deaf person, put your two fingers into the ears. The Lord told me that he is going to open 
Is there cancer on your body? He said he will raise a cripple. As standing on this stage, I cannot see any cripple person. But he said he will raise a cripple. So I don't even know where the person is. Or people, as the case may be. So I don't even know where the person is. Or people, as the case may be. But if you came here crippled, you have an appointment with Jesus this night or this morning. If you are still with me, say amen. amen. All kinds of miracles will begin to take place after the prayer. In the name of Jesus. 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 Father, tonight I bind every sickness, every pain, every disease. I command you, come out of their bodies in the name of Jesus. Come out of their bodies in the name of Jesus. Come out of their bodies in the name of Jesus. I bind blinding spirits. Blinding spirits be bound in the name of Jesus. Deafening spirits be bound in the name of Jesus. I bind the spirit of paralysis. I command you, come out of the legs in the name of Jesus. Come out of the legs in the name of Jesus. I bind every growth, every cancer, every fibroid, every lump. I command you to disappear, 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 disappear. Disappear in the name of Jesus. So I command the bones come together, bone for bone. I command the eyes see in the name of Jesus Christ. I command the ears hear in Jesus' name. I break the hold of sickness. I break the hold of disease. I command you, come out. Come out. Come out. Angel tonight, rise up and walk. 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 Inside and outside. Inside and outside. Rise up. Rise up and walk online online and on site rise up and walk in the name of Jesus Christ Testimonies. 
if you notice, if you notice that you can see, you can hear, you start it. If you notice that you can see, that you can hear, you stand by my right hand. Those of you that are under the tent outside, you notice you can see, you notice you are healed, you notice the pain has gone, you just come to my right hand side here. Yeah, those are deposits. They are coming out. Allow them to release them. They are deposits. They, the people have been poisoned through spiritual means. So the only way they will be delivered is that they will vomit it out. I will not leave tonight until I see that crippled person walk. Yes. But I've not come, I've not, I will look for them. I will look for them. The one God showed me will walk. If you notice that your eyes can see, you notice that there is a change. Stand it. Um, okay, you're the one. Are you armed with the microphone? All right, so you, you submit your miracle to him. Pastor will hear you out. After he has heard you out, he will facilitate your testimony. He will facilitate your testimony. Now, I've already seen two people in my spirit that have been healed on the eyes. I've already seen two. I've already seen two. It can be more, but I've seen two. I've seen two already. I've seen two already. Um, yeah, I've seen one person uh, that had a spinal cord dislocation, a spinal cord, um, a bone on the back there. What was it called? Vertebral column dislocation. Yeah. You submit yourself to, to this pastor. Now, while they are gathering their testimonies, come with me. Let us pray one prayer. You are going to stand as a priest of your family and you are going to pray against every witchcraft, every, every oppression of darkness that is hiding on that cover in that family. I want you to attack it. Can you begin to attack it? Can you stand against it? Can you stand against it? Can you stand? I can't hear you. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh Father. Holy Ghost fire upon everywhere. Oh Father. Holy Ghost fire. <laughs> oh, fire, Holy Ghost, fire upon everywhere. Oh, oh fire, Holy Ghost, fire upon. Apostle, there is a testimony here. Apostle, there is a testimony here. Yeah. As you were praying, this young lady, her left eye her left side was in pain. She was feeling numb on her left eye. On the left eye. And as you were declaring, she's saying right now she's no longer feeling any pain. She's she no is totally pain. healed. Come, come. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I ask for perfection. Let the miracle be perfected. 
Let it be perfected. Perfection. 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 In the name of Jesus Christ. There's another testimony, Apostle. This gentleman is standing next to me. Okay. He is saying he had a fracture in his hip bone. A fracture in your hip bone. Hip bone. It dislocated. So when he came here. How, how did he come about that fracture? He had an accident. An accident. Yes. Okay. So when he came here today, he was in pain. Serious pain. Serious pain. He could not walk. But as you were declaring, he came walking right from that end. And he's declaring that he is here. Somebody shout hallelujah. Come, come, come. March 27, 73. About six months that he had the accident. Uh, you see, the Lord is already capturing him. It's not my fault. It's just. just oh! Now, nah, wait, 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 wait. Nah. Listen carefully. Listen carefully. There are 14 people. 14 people. While I was praying for the sick and I was perceiving some things and seeing things, 14 people desired that gift to be able to see things into the realm of the spirit. Wait. Wait. You can't, you can't join them now. They've already, the angels have they picked the report, took it to heaven. God approved. 14 of these people, the hand of God will touch 14 of them. It will come on 14 of them. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. to me. Two individuals that were short-sighted. Two individuals that were short-sighted have been healed. I'm, I'm waiting for them. I'm waiting for these two individuals. Two individuals that were short-sighted have been healed. I'm waiting for you. Apostle, yes, there's a wonderful testimony here. What happened? This lady that is standing beside me, okay, she has a con. She came here with a condition. A condition. A condition. Autoimmune disease. 
autoimmune disease. I yes. don't know what that means. This this condition, Apostle, she could not lift up her left hand because of of this. If the camera can come closer, if you can see, Apostle, Ca camera go close. It's a disease that the doctors are saying her body is fighting against her immune yeah, okay, system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yes. I, so I if the camera can come closer and see, this is the disease, and her entire body from the face is getting swollen. She brought a medication. She could not sit down. This is a medication. But as you were declaring and, and you were praying, she started lifting up her hand for the first time. This left hand. This. Somebody needs to shout hallelujah here. Somebody needs to say hallelujah. Hallelujah. You you need to see this lady's hand. Don't worry. The demon responsible has gone. Yeah. So you are going to see rapid recoveries on your body in the next few weeks. You'll be amazed. <laughs> Glory to God in the highest. God is doing amazing things, Apostle, this morning. Yes. Your first declaration, you declared that there is someone, a woman, with something in her waist and yeah. it's affecting her right leg. Yeah. yeah. This woman came testifying that before she came here, she could feel something moving in her right leg. Okay. And it's been affecting her waistline yeah. seriously. Yeah. But right now, come, come. as you are praying, she was healed. Come. Somebody needs to celebrate Jesus. Somebody needs to. Now the hand of God will come upon you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. And anything whatsoever that is trying to bring injury to your life it will be taken out 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 completely 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 in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Listen. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yes, Pastor. Testimonies are continuing to come. Okay. This woman right here, she had a dislocation at her back. A dislocation at her back. And the doctors wanted to operate her. The doctors wanted to operate her. What what stopped the doctors from uh, operating her was she, she then got pregnant. But when she came here, Today, she, came she today. could not stand. She this, couldn't stand. The, this whole time we were praying, she could not stand. She could not stand. She could not stretch her back like this. But right now, she's demonstrating right here 
that she can bend her back and she is healed right now. Somebody shout hallelujah. so much he didn't allow me to pray for her so from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet let the flames of God pass through your body pass through your body and perfect your healing perfect your healing perfect it completely 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 in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus oh my God now Osha Osha come take this put it on her head and hold it there give me my handkerchief back Apostle this lady standing here she went to the doctor and they told her that she's developing cervix cancer. Cervical cancer. Cervical cancer, yes. So she could not bend like this. She couldn't bend. Yes. When she came here, she said it was painful, it was sore. But right now, she's demonstrating that I'm no longer feeling pain. She's even she, pressing her side like she this. She can bend now. She can bend like this. She can bend to the side. Look at what is happening oh right now. Oh my God, oh my God. That the chest pain is gone. The chest pain has left her. Yes, left her. For how long did you have this pain? Since last year. Since last year, this woman has been battling with severe chest pain and tonight the Lord has taken away the affliction. Can somebody celebrate Jesus? move away from the from the rail alright Lord in the name of Jesus these ones have waited to the break of day I want to ask that the anointing will begin to come upon them 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 Holy Ghost 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 
you declared that there is someone uh, who has lost a lot of weight and you are losing blood. Yeah. From 2019, she has been suffering from a disease. The doctor says it's a cardiovascular. Don't worry. Don't worry about the doctor's report. I know that. Come, come, come. She could not bend. She could not walk for a long time now. Listen. Listen to me. Just like the doctor studied for six years to say, I know this case, this time. In my practice, you know. <laughs> Don't cry. It's okay. It's okay. Oh my God. Don't, don't cry. Don't cry. It's okay. Now listen to me. I will soon run away. Oh my God. Don't worry. Before I go, I will release what I have to you. Don't worry. There are two witches. Listen. Two witches are fighting this lady. Can we fight back? Let us fight back. Command the yoke of the devil upon her to be broken tonight. Stretch forth your hand in our direction. Today is a day of our deliverance. Cry to him.
then I will release what I have for you upon your life. By the time we come for the seventh edition, you will have a personal testimony. Yeah, Pastor, what's happening there? Apostle, these two have got a similar case. Okay. When they came here, they, they were feeling pain in their stomach, sharp pains. And those sharp pains, when you were declaring, they felt something moving, especially this one. He felt something moving in, in his stomach. In his stomach. And it, those things are no longer moving. He's healed. The same applies with the hair. Similar case, yes. Just touch you here like this. Then touch you here like this. Don't go. I'll touch you again. Touch you again. There's an anointing that will come on one of you. This lady here, she had a case of food poison. Food poison. And from that moment, she started, uh, her body started to swell. Yeah. And the condition got worse when she started to feel pain in her left side because of that. But when she came here, she said, I even asked the ushers to pray for me because I could not stand. The pain was too much, was severe. But as you were declaring, she felt the pain going away. She is standing right now to testify. How many of you have testimonies that you want us to hear? What's that sheet of paper? Don't worry, come. Yeah, why are you here? I will touch you here, and I will touch you here. Huh? Here, and here. Let her go. Yeah. So it's now that she. Oh, why are you running? Apostle, this, this young lady, uh, she was told that she had a condition uh, called insufficient placenta. That the blood is not getting to, into the womb or to the baby. There's not enough blood. So whenever she tries to, to, to have pregnancy, the, the doctors are encouraging her to remove the pregnancy because there's no sufficient blood to the womb. Okay. Is she pregnant now? She is right now. So the first baby I want to see when next I come to Zimbabwe is her baby. First of all, first of all, forget about what the doctor said, okay? Can you do that? Can you try? Okay. I will, I will, I will touch you here. 
truth normalized now. In Jesus' name. Yes, so you have your faith. Okay. Such as I have, I will give you. Are all of you ushers? Ashes are in red. Red. Okay, ushers, you, you have done a good job today. So if you are on red, put your hand on your chest. Father, these ones on red are ushers. Let um, the blessing begin with them. Let anointing begin with them. Let the breakthrough begin with them. In the name of Jesus. Okay, two of you, there's an anointing coming on two of you. Two, two of you. Okay. All right. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Step into your miracle. In the name of Jesus. Step into your miracle in the name of Jesus. Uh, are, you, are you ready now? So I want to give you... Oops. I want to give you something now. Father, you said freely we have received that freely we should give. So I stand here today representing your mercy, your grace. Such grace that you have given unto us. I plead with you. Stretch forth your hand. Distribute the same grace unto my brothers and my sisters from my left hand side to my right hand side to this angle to this side. Father, let the grace catch here. Let the grace catch. Let it catch here. Let it catch here. Let the grace come here. Let it catch here. Let it catch here. Let it catch strong in the name of Jesus. Let the grace catch. Let it 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 catch. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. 